Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, Dallas, today we're covering off again on some retirement planning risks. Yeah. And we're going to look at liquidity risk. Today we are, yes. Um, so, liquidity risk. What we're talking about here is that uh, the technical term is that refers to the possibility that an investor may not be able to buy or sell an investment as and when desired in sufficient quantities. So that sounds very technical, but what it really means is, you know, when you hear people say, I'm asset rich, but cash yeah. poor, so they, they own, you know, could be multi-millions of dollars worth of assets, but they just can't get their hands on, on, on ready cash when they, when they need to. And so. This is something that you see a lot in retirement for people. So I, I think what happens is leading up to retirement, most people are, are working uh, and they have their, their income is coming in from, from wages. So every week a paycheck turns up. And so they don't really have to get their head around the concept of liquidity and how that works because you go, I've got my pay every week. Mm. I spend that money every week. Next week, more pay turns up. And so yeah, the example, the prime example of liquidity risk in retirement is, is someone who owns a significant amount of, uh, of property. So they've, they've got investors or, or even a commercial property, whatever they've got, and something happens where they have vacancies for a mm. period of time and there's just no, there's no money coming in the door. What tends to happen is they get, they get painted into a corner there and they have to sell one or more of those properties in, in essentially a fire sale just mm. so that they've got some money coming in the door to meet their income needs. Yeah, look, and, and you can't sell just the bathroom if no. you need $10,000. <laughs> so, unfortunately, you have to sell a big whack of it. And that, that that's exactly time, that, so. that point where you know, the technical term, they're insufficient quantities, is exactly yeah. that. Is that if you've got, if you've got a, a four-bedroom house in Townsville worth $500,000, you, you can't go and sell. If you just need $50,000 to live on next year, you can't mm. go and sell the bathroom. So, mm. there's my $50,000. i will live on that and I'll leave the rest mm. you know, invested. That's, this is one of the big downsides that, that, we, that we see or, or uh, something that people haven't really taken into account when their retirement plan involves you know, a, normally a, a portfolio of investment properties is that there's no real uh, protection there for if you, if you don't, have, uh, don't have an income for a period of time or, or you know, the income that's coming in has to be used to build a new roof or do something like that. It's, it's really something that it doesn't matter if in five years' time you would be able to get through it. If you need $50,000 a year to live on or you need $80,000 a year to live on, you need that money every, every year. You, so you can't run that risk of not, not being able to get access to that money when you need it. No, that's right. Uh, I think the, the big one with this is that uh, we, we, we talk about this as... So um, for a lot of people in retirement, we would recommend they own a have a, you know, probably a majority of their retirement savings in Australian and overseas companies in, in index funds that spread out across those companies. And the downside to that is, is what people see as the downside is that that price moves around a lot and day to day their balance is up and down. Now, that, that volatility is just the flip side of the fact that you have complete liquidity with those assets. It's a really good point to make. So um, 
yeah you're right people see that as a negative we actually see that as a positive because because um you have a guaranteed buyer yeah if you own shares in the top 200 companies in australia yeah um you have a guaranteed buyer of those companies Today. every second of every day yep now what you have to accept is you have to accept what those buyers are willing to pay yeah which which um that liquidity which yep. is the guaranteed there's a guaranteed buyer there yeah that liquidity um is reflected in the price yes because if there's if there's 100 people wanting to sell for whatever reason yep. there's only 10 people wanting to buy yep and you'll see the price that you have to accept down. as a seller will yep. drop yeah will drop um but it is it, it's it's a good point to make it's purely liquid yeah and you can sell batches of it as well so if you need if you are using your example before you were forced to sell you know if you had three investment properties or rental properties you were forced to sell a third of your portfolio if you needed money mm-hmm. yeah you couldn't just sell the bathroom yeah um if you need uh money and you spread across these liquid companies mm-hmm. you can sell a relatively small percentage you That's can sell right. actually one percent or two percent or three yeah. percent or four percent yeah um, you know to, to to get your buy for the next couple of months yes and that's that's i think the the flip side of that what i um find and it's no different to um you know a business or a household or whatever it is is that um the the downside if you take on a lot of liquidity risk which is if you've got a portfolio of properties or if you you know in a business you actually need you need a fair bit of money not invested to get you through those times. So, you know, if you've got a portfolio of properties, if you've got three houses, you know, um, and that's your retirement savings, you actually need a lot of cash sitting there, mm. both, you know, in, in the event that there's vacancy through a period of time, but also if a roof needs to be replaced or something like that. So you really can't have, you know, even if you've got $1.2 million in, you know, in retirement savings, you can't have that all invested in property. Yeah. You, you have to have a fair bit of that money sitting in cash, whereas, um, yeah, that's that's the trade-off. Is that if you if you were to have pretty much all of your retirement savings invested in in companies, you can just sell a very small amount to get you through that next couple of months. Mm. And that's you know, as you said, there's trade-offs with all these risks. So because of that, you are going to see much more volatility because you're going to see that price movement day to day. But that's that's what drives that price movement is that liquidity and is those buyers and sellers every second of every day. I was just thinking that liquidity risk would be a great name for a racehorse. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and owning a racehorse is a liquidity risk. <laughs> it's actually fantastic. It's exactly right. That's one of those things where you you, uh, you would see that running around and go, that's exactly, someone's really thought that through, that racehorse. <laughs> no, that, that's that's so true because it's it's exactly that of, and I, I know this with, you know, we joke about it with racehorses. You don't have to say any more, mate. No, with any, sort of, with any sort of uh, any sort of livestock, it's the same thing. Like I, I have the same thing with with the cattle that we that myself and my family own. Is that yeah. you can't have you can't have all of your all of your money tied up in cows no. because there's always an expense. There's always something that needs to be paid yeah. for. You might not be able to sell at that you know at the right you know it's not as easy. You don't just go out of the paddock and sell one cow. So you yeah. always have to be running uh, a bit more cash in the bank. In the same way that me and these three lunatic mates of mine that own a share in a racehorse, you have to have a bank account looking pretty healthy at all times. Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. something always goes wrong. Something, <laughs> <laughs> and someone's always got their hand out. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's I guess a good example, a good way to, to wrap up liquidity risk, uh, as you say, Michael. Not just a great racehorse name, but uh, yeah. a major risk to take into account with uh, with your retirement planning. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.